Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. My name is Jake. Terry's here too. This week, we're here to talk about The Abominable Snowmen, written by Mervyn Heisman and Henry Lincoln, directed by Gerald Blake, aired September the 30th to November the 4th, 1967. Before we begin, it is time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 60-second plot synopsis. On your mark, I'll get it, a go! Ah, the TARDIS lands in the Himalayas, where the second doctor finds a dead body, another guy with a gun is like, you fucking killed the friend, and the doctor's like, no I didn't, he's like, I'm here to find yetis. Uh, they eventually find a monastery where there's a bunch of mocks, there's a dude named Pat Musambova, and he's the head guy, and then the yetis attack, and Victoria's like, it was you, and Pat Musambova's like, no please leave and then victoria tells everybody that they should probably please leave but there's balls over there and there's also balls here quick jamie smash the balls or some shit and then the uh intelligence goes away and the yetis are they break they were robots the whole time and there was really a yeti and the monks come back and the doctor's kind of a dick a scene Okay, so this time I'm too fucking fast? Fuck all of you. <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was six episodes. Oh, that's it, uh, incredible. Three and four could lick my taint, man. Nothing happened. Mm. Is that an open invitation? <laughs> oh, it is. For three and four only. What Way to Dale uh, Padma Sandoval in one fucking go it just it rolls man padma sambava but you can't remember christopher eccleston <laughs> <laughs> wait what do you mean christopher eccleston <laughs> yeah like well, yeah the, someone just the said it. doctor or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get to him soon uh cody yeah jake in the year of our Lord, 2013, Dr. Raising did a poll. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there are 156 classic stories. Before you say anything, this animation just came out in 2021, I believe. So it was nowhere, uh, even on the horizon during this poll. Where did this fall? You fucking heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Terry, why don't you go next? You're winning. Oh, the, well, then I'm probably going to lose this time. 133. Jill. Was there anything? Like, was there audio? Oh, yeah. There's reconstructions on the DVD that I purchased episode for all two. of you. There, well, no, episode two. Ep episode yeah. two came, was found in 1982, so that did exist. There's also an official BBC reconstruction on the DVD. People have had that for a while. You could have watched that instead of the animation. We opted not to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with 88. Sam. 130. Boo. Get a shift on. Excuse me, Terrence? Uh, Jill. Terry said 131. <laughs> That's why he booed. 133. <laughs> 133. Oh, I, I, I have 130 oh, in my head. Sam, I don't Sam, know if uh, Price is right in you. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know if Cody noticed, but when Terry said his number, I like made a hand gesture of like, ah. That was your number. <laughs> That's by my number. Alex. Yes, and I I'm going 82. Boo. <laughs> hand Guys? gesture. First, I'm going to say it fell 24 spots from the 25th anniversary poll in 1998. 
fell those 24 spots to 54. Oh, what? Jake, Jake, they're all wrong. They're wrong on so many levels. I can see nothing. I can see it. May I, before you get too crazy, read a tweet? I am closer than Terry, so. It depends on the tweet. Five, three. (laughs) I'm going to read a tweet from our friend BT Flibdy Gigget at Your Cool 91. Honestly, this is one of those animations where you're genuinely better off just listening to it or watching the recon. Whereas in Macro Terror, the, the setting suits the stark backgrounds and Evil of the Daleks has an enemy where budget movement works, like a cheap animation works for the Daleks. Um, a bottle of snowman's dynamic setting and supposedly flesh and blood monsters needed a better budget to make an animation watchable. Not to mention that unlike the audio and recon versions, this animation chooses to keep some of the scenes where the only audio that we have is dead air, <laughs> making the story drag in a way that it didn't in previous ways that I watched it. The story itself is interesting in concept, but meh in execution. Not much to say about it but I genuinely feel that the animation makes my middle-of-the-road feelings tip over into dislike. Oh my god, I love BT Flippity Gigget. So apparently, like, and you can kind of feel it. Like, I was watching this. I, I like the last two episodes, I think. But yeah, you're right, Cody. Those middle episodes are a slog. But you can tell that there are scenes where Patrick Troughton is acting his fucking ass off without talking. <laughs> and all we get is a like a 2d doctor just kind of silently looking around a blank space jake that's his job we should be able to feel it through the audio how good he is acting yes there are and i do feel it even though he's not talking and we don't see him there is nothing to indicate that he's doing anything at all and i can feel that he's killing it but the animation has failed him I'm not even mad at the at the audio where they kept the like dead space. I'm mad at the audio where they kept just like the terrible things that fit in not at all with the animation. Uh yeah. like the cave, for example. Like, yeah, we get it that you're in the cave. Can you tone down the audio a little bit? There was also like it was like a waterfall sound effect, but it wasn't a waterfall. Is that like the beginning of four? I don't know. There was definitely some weird audio going on. Well, what, there's no music in this one. So yeah. they had to like they put in. There's a lot of chanting, and then they put in sounds because they don't have any new music. Oh, remember last week when we recorded that great episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tomb of the Cybermen. No, the no, that, uh, that the was tenant, multiple weeks. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the tenants in the library. Yeah, that was multiple weeks ago. The last one we did was Tomb of the Cybermen. It's true. That already repressed repressed to the barest literally bottoms. no idea what happened in that episode there was which Cybermen. i spent i spent three days running that podcast through filters and then uh my computer decided to restart and you normally when it does that audacity will recover it and it didn't so i just lost it oh well i mean you just repost the last one we did it was the same shit <laughs> <laughs> no we're so much better at this now cody that's too bad though. are I, we that, that i feel like bad. our old stuff was real entertaining it's because you guys used to care. No, well, <laughs> hold it never have we cared. That's I, true. Well, Jill's if right. No, one's no ever that's not you true. Caring, Jill. See, and I had this thought like very recently, where I was like, watching this old Who makes me so fucking excited for new Who to come out. Like you don't understand. I am. Ju- I am begging for the BBC to release the new Who. I'm so excited. BBC, where do we send our checks to to fund you? Uh, please. Just four more months, who. baby. Send your inspector. I will show you that I have BBC. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just read Reddit from time to time. Inspector? Yeah, they have like a BBC person. Like, if you don't pay for BBC, they come in and make sure you're not fucking watching BBC. <laughs> Do they just go outside your window, yeah. like with yeah. little binoculars? No, you can. That's you that can is on true. IPlayer, and if you have a VPN, and you just say you're in the UK, and you watch iPlayer, which is just the BBC's streamer, and it just says, "Do you have a TV license?" and you just <laughs> say yes, <laughs> and then yeah. you watch whatever the fuck you want. That that might be incriminating what you just said on recording. Good, come to our house. Come, Fly come across at me. the ocean. Yeah. 
Come at me, Interpol. You, you, <laughs> your internet people can't set up some sort of firewall against a VPN access? Hey, as a <laughs> cybersecurity analyst, that's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is hard. Ch- Channel 4 is the same way. That's how I watch Taskmaster. Anyway. anyway. It's a really good oh. show. Yeah, you gotta watch <laughs> Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, knew who's gonna be. It's gonna slap. Yep, it will. Okay. Someday. Until uh, then, we've got Victoria, we've got Jamie, we got Patrick Trouton. Go. Alright, had a little audio glitch there. Cody and Sam's uh, recording stopped, so we might might have a weird jump there. Not sure. We'll see how it ends up in the edit. Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't think we were talking about fucking anything. It definitely wasn't <laughs> Doctor Play Who. Play back. Let's begin talking about Doctor Who. How was your day, Jake? (laughs) Fucking fine. I mean, I'm tired as shit. These these are the two day Tuesday and Wednesdays. I have to drive. I get up really early, and uh, I'm just tired. Hold on, we have a very important thing to discuss first. I never go on Twitter, but I happen to, and I see that neither the time nor the space. Asked us what's been the best meal you've eaten for the first half of this year. Yes, Matt did ask us what is your meal of the year so far. I responded that Alex and I got a private chef when we were in Vegas in February. Man, that, that looks that so meal good though. Was wildly expensive and not very good, but we had a lot of fun because oh, that chef, good. that chef, and the server that she brought, um were just like two super horny older ladies and they were just like into us <laughs> and they wanted to party <laughs> and, uh, and we had a lot of fun <laughs> but also two of the four dishes had like dairy and jake cannot <laughs> eat that <laughs> <laughs> which i specifically mentioned in yeah. our correspondence oh over the gosh. year that we were planning it but i ate his creme brulee and it was incredible <laughs> <laughs> i had a bite <laughs> <laughs> worth the risk Jill, what's your best meal of the year so far? Man, I've been debating since I looked at it. It's between Charas, which is the delicious oh, Mexican restaurant. Always so good. A really, really good Mexican restaurant And here. it's always so good. What's the dish I get? I don't remember. It's like chicken with You get some... those Charas special. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it is. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the like, what's the sauce? It's like green. So good. I have no anyway, idea. that's probably it but we also have really good steakhouse in town and everything i've had there's amazing but i yeah. think charas maybe tops it um also the pork chop at charas is the shit any sort of like weird concoction that i make like with noodles and sauce i really enjoy i was i was gonna answer like yeah we spent like an insane amount of money to get a private chef for this party we were having but also like it, it was technically last year but when we were in Ireland, I got a cheese toasty at a little <laughs> bar, and it was seven dollars, and it was fucking incredible. <laughs> like, I still think about it. Yeah, can we talk about last year? The porridge, holy shit! Oh my we went god, to the same that place was for probably twice. Yeah. And yeah, I still the beans at the airport. A duck meatball at pickle in the pickle. Dublin was oh, a good. Oh shit! It was all good. Uh, Alex, what's your meal of the year? Uh, well, other than Vegas, um, I would have to say probably Harry's, like the steakhouse, just because yeah, steakhouse here in the town we live, God it's really good. Damn, They're, it's so good. They get their meat from a ranch in Montana. They pair it with a wine that is specifically made for that meat that comes out of Napa Valley in California, and it's incredible. Every time I have their New York strip, it's like I'm thinking about it for months after. <laughs> like it's oh. So good. Terry, you eat trash. What was your meal of the year? Cheez-Its. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. You had Cheez-Its for a <laughs> meal? One of the 78 <laughs> times you went to Taco John's this calendar year? No. Uh, I would have to say, um, like, over the 4th of July time with my family, uh, we had brats and stuff like that. Ooh. And I'm just a huge fan of brats. A barbecue. They're so good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cody? Cody and Sam are both really good cooks, so they... We have, we have um, Pod Baby down here explaining how he wants oh, his rice bag heated up really, 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 really hot 
for what's the, his what's his most favorite meal he's for had this the third year? time. Chat, what's your favorite his meal rice bag ever? <laughs> what's your most favorite meal? Candy. Which pod baby, candy. older candy. or younger? <laughs> the big yeah. one, the big the big pod baby. Big boy, original pod baby. All right, okay. off to bed, dude. Good night, love you. I've never seen him really eat, but I saw little pod baby house meatballs like they were going <laughs> out of business so yeah i was waiting for somebody to say like something they cooked so now i'm gonna sound pretentious as fuck <laughs> but i can't cook i grilled the greatest burger of my entire fucking life this year it was a perfectly brown brioche bun with a wonderful mix of mayonnaise ketchup and mustard and I had two just pressed real thin patties. I got this perfect crust on it that, like, when you bit into the burger, there was a slight crunch. Just melted American cheese in between each layer and a nice circle disc of bacon. Like, I put so much fucking work into that. <laughs> I, like, melted a whole bunch of beef fat on a griddle. And that's what I flashed both sides of the burger on. And when I bit into that burger, I legitimately slapped the fucking table. And every time I bit that burger, I slapped the table. I was just fucking beside myself. Nice. That sounds incredible. I did three attempts at a jambalaya with shrimp and sausage. And the third one was so fucking good. And I remember absolutely nothing. About like the steps I went through to make it awesome. And now I'd have to start all over again. You know what I thought of? Like maybe about a week ago now. I was just driving. And I was like. Jake made some fucking delicious jammy Dodgers. Oh yes. <laughs> Those were good. I was so surprised that that popped out. I was like thinking about your food for the like. Because you made the French onion soup too. And I was like fuck that was good too. Remember when you French used to make the easiest thing in the world? When you used to make bread, Jake, I want to be that yeah. good. When I was that basic bitch in the pandemic, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna make bread like a fucking white lady. <laughs> uh, we're told, all gonna get old and die. It's fine. I told Cody I wanted to have a sourdough starter, and he goes, "That's some stay-at-home mom shit. You can't do that." <laughs> I was like, but I want it. <laughs> Speaking of old whites, there's a bunch of them playing Asian monks in this story. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I think there's one Asian dude, the dude with the scar in the eye that or that nah, is Asian. They're, they're all British. They're all British. That's fine. I didn't eat this year. <laughs> oh, Sam, what oh. was your favorite meal? No, that's fine. I just don't count. Just kidding. Mine was also made by Cody. He learned how to make homemade pancakes that has like a stick of butter in the pancakes, mm. and they're like two inches thick. And they're crunchy, like crispy on the top and like super fluffy on the inside. And then he makes like a berry compote and then bacon. Best. I love breakfast food. It is my favorite. And those homemade <laughs> pancakes were the best breakfast food I've had this year. Nice. Wow. Oh. Okay. Pan pancakes are real low on my list, but Ugh. God bless. So good. <laughs> you, you just need to have the right pancakes. I, I just like, I, I'm more of like a, like, I don't want to feel bad all day kind of person. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to eat a cake for breakfast. That being said, I feel like I really nailed scrambled eggs this year. Mm, yep. Like, Hard thing to do. I watched hundreds of hours of Gordon Ramsay making scrambled eggs. Do you add, do you add like milk or water or anything to them? Butter, homie. Yeah, me too. Insane Cottage butter. cheese. Constantly. Yeah, Jake should, scrambled eggs. Jake what? should definitely yeah. do that. I might, I might try that. Just eggs and cottage <laughs> cheese. It's so good. I will But not. constantly moving, you know, 15 seconds on heat, 15 seconds off, just stirring, stirring, stirring. I one time walked by Terry making scrambled oh eggs for God. himself, and they had been Skip. done for 17 minutes. <laughs> <Skip>. <laughs> that does not surprise me one bit. It's how my mom made them, and I've learned how to cook from her, so. And we continued to cook terribly. <laughs> Terrace, what was your favorite meal? I already said brats. Yeah. The, <laughs> they grilled a pre-made bratwurst, and it's Cody's the best thing he's eaten this year. Because his life My is terrible. My dad didn't throw them in the fire this year, so it was a win. <laughs> God. Oh, Terry geez. makes me want to walk into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of the Titan? What's that? So this is another golf thing? It's 
No, it's the oh, submarine. Oh, it's a submarine that just died? Yeah. Oh, oh is that the name? Joke. Oh, I, I just call that Ocean Gate. I thought it was called that. That was the name of the company. Oh. That was the specific submarine. How tongue-in-cheek is that shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, oh, they yeah. called their own controversy <laughs> with the name of their company. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, should we talk we about Doctor Who? Know, <laughs> Can we just talk about episode two? Yeah, go for it. I was so happy that there was live action. The uh, Yetis <laughs> look so cool. They look so Did much they? better than... I believe the plural of Yeti is Yeti. Oh, sorry. I don't agree. I think they look way better animated. I audibly laughed when I saw them in live action. I was like, what the fuck? What? It's a goddamn Furby. <laughs> it really was. Before it... I move on, did anyone watch the making of documentary on disc three? I should have. I like those, no. but I didn't. It's it's actually really good because there's a lot of fun set photos and um, Fraser Hines brought... It's the only story he did this for, but because they were on location in Wales he brought an eight millimeter camera and there's a bunch of like home movies of them and it's really good. But, uh, it's one of the only stories where the guys in the costume were wildly comfortable because it was cold. So they're like all warm and snug in there and they, they weren't like cumbersome. They couldn't see it all, but the costumes were really comfortable. So I'm just, I kind of give them a lot of leeway because it's just like for one time, the tall, skinny guys that have to wear these costumes all day just, like, had a nice time. That's a good point. But damn, basically Furbies. Yeah, I was thinking it was, like, Grimace, but he got real hairy. It's like, oh, no. Well, it's 30 years before Furbies. I don't know when Grimace became a thing, but it's definitely after this. So you're saying Doctor Who spawned all of these things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All things. <laughs> Like, it shouldn't be, oh, Simpsons already did it. It was, oh, Doctor Who already did it. So, I don't know if you guys noticed, Alex and I were talking about this earlier off air, but episode two, the shots of Jamie and Victoria, like, in the hills running around, look incredible. They look like they were shot yesterday. They're super crisp and clear. They're absolutely gorgeous. Did anybody else notice this? This is the live action? Yes. Did not watch it. What? How? Why am I buying you blue three disc I, Blu-rays? Okay. I'm going, if you're like, I'm not going to okay. take advantage of I'm this. I'm going to go back and watch live action, but we just watched all the colored. Well, that would have been disc two. Well, we just grabbed yeah. the disc. Yeah, we grabbed disc no. two. Disc one. Had, well, I watched it in black and white, so I watched disc one. I think that's the only way I don't that you could choose to just have the full. Right. Episode two inserted. So oh. like you looked you looked at the disc and you're like Black and white or color. No, it was black and white with episode two live action and then color and you chose color. Yeah. Uh, well Bruh. technically I didn't pick it, Cody picked it, so Bruh. <laughs> anyway. Jill, did you notice this? Not particularly. So this is the like basically the only story we're going to see where they have one reel of the original film. So this film was up into Blu-ray and is shot on film and is the original film that it was shot on just for one reel, which is basically like a couple of minutes. It looked really good. It was very nice. It looks great. How did they like... How did they all of a sudden find it? Like, was it just like behind a door, like propping it open or something? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> but they, the whole story was found in 1982 by like a retired BBC projectionist just had it in his collection. And he's, or, and he's like, oh, here you go. Episode two. You guys want this? What is champ? Just, just hang it on to it for. 15 years uh one thing i didn't like about the live action is when we first saw the abbot they didn't have his fucking hat on straight and it was driving me insane but in the animation <laughs> it was always straight mm -hmm. yeah in the animation he was also asian 
Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a weird choice. Like, you know you have it. So you're definitely making a choice to not make them look like the actors playing them. Although there was the option to play it black and white, no second episode. So maybe they just animated the whole thing. And well, they, yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. But like, it's a bad look in the first place to cast a bunch of whites and kind of Asian them up a little bit. Oof. But then to, I don't know, it it feels like also racist to just be like, we're going to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And use a bunch of white voices and just make them Asian characters. What is, what is an abbot? The leader of a temple. That's all he does? He's just like the most godly person there? Someone's gotta be the boss. So why did they cast a boy in, in the, in the like live action? What the fuck? It's so weird. Yeah, racism, that's why. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't go find some Tibetan monks be like, hey, you want to get paid to be on screen? They could have. They chose not to. Crazy. Anyway, um, no, I mean, it was pretty normal to just, you know, you have your handful of actors. The names in this story, I could not track. They're wild. <laughs> it was insane. Like, I, I was listening to an interview with a guy this week who wrote a novel. And they're asking him, like, oh, how do you come up with character names? He's like, oh, you know, they're names of people that inspire me or people that were, like, my teachers, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, you know, they always kind of mean something. Whoever wrote this, they're just fucking on one. <laughs> you don't like Songston? Padma Sambhava? What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, so the thing about Padma Sambhava is that's a real thing in Buddhism. Sure. So they just straight up pulled that out of Buddhism. I think it's some like uh, uh, bodhisattva or it's like a human individual that merged into godhood and they just co-opted the name. Cool. So that name makes sense. And Songston does not. <laughs> or Tanmi. Tanmi. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're all actual they're names. Actually, yeah, like Himalayan names. Um, the guy that played Tanmi, David Spencer, the whitest name of all time, um, <laughs> was the life partner of the script editor, Victor Pemberton. Huh. Ooh, Fun nepotism. Uh, you're, uh, you, this role was written for you, bro. So, yeah, let's talk about the story a little bit. We have. The Great Intelligence, a villain that you guys know from New Who. This is their first appearance. It's wild and seemingly poorly thought out. And only mentioned once, right? Like, they only referenced it as the Great Intelligence once? No, loads of times. They say it so many times. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they said the Intelligence. And the Master. They never... And the, they like, said they the said master the Master a, a shit ton. Yeah. What Which was... is already a character. Like, you can't just use that. Uh, it's not already a character. The Master hasn't been created yet, so there is no character called the Master. Oh, weird. Ooh. We got beside ourselves. You know, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. I remember <laughs> in uh, in New Who, they, they even said, like, it was before the big reveal of, uh, of the Great Intelligence where they referenced the Master... And I was like, oh, shit, it's the master. Like, I got real excited. And then it was great intelligence. Like, well, fuck me. Like, and then even in, in this story, the doctor's like, I'm going to go meet an old friend. And I was like, shit, it is the master. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, that's kind of something cool about this story is there's an adventure that we don't see. He knows yeah. Padma Sambhava because he met him 300 years ago and he was given the bell, their holy item to keep safe, and to eventually return it. And it seems like he just forgot. <laughs> and then now he's just like, oh shit, we accidentally ended up here again. I gotta find that bell. <laughs> These guys are gonna <laughs> fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah, why did why did they need the bell? Why did the it's Great Intelligence... item. But the Great Intelligence didn't need it? No. Oh. But he was going to use it as like a, um, oh, hey, guys, check this out. You should all invite us in and let's have a party and we'll have a fun time. And then what happens is 
they know him because Padma Samova has been kept alive by the great intelligence. There's there's actually a lot of parallels to the snowmen the first time we see the great intelligence in New Who and this one. Like the the great intelligence keeping a host alive to do its bidding and to be its voice and then oh, yeah. losing yeah. that host and still having the voice and being like, oh shit, you thought that was going to do it? Guess what? I'm still here. And even in the chamber, they have that big ball thing in the corner yeah. and it's identical yeah. to the one we get in New Who. I thought that too. I'm sure that's on purpose, but I don't know if it's like in the animation because the New Who one had already happened. They're like, well, let's spruce it up a little bit or if in the new who one they're like let's make it try to be as close to that one as possible and yeah i wanted to know like live action how that like corpse looked because <laughs> it looked insane <laughs> uh, in the animation oh when it dissolves well that too but just like him talking to the doctor okay so if you watch the special features they show it a bunch in the making of it doesn't look great it basically looks like somebody wearing a skin mask like his eyes and mouth are cut out oh that's terrifying um they got they got like a really awesome old british actor who was like very revered to do this and obviously a great voice but um you know they're interviewing some of the actors who are now very old men but they're like this dude he talks so slow <laughs> and they just kind of making fun of him but but then they they shoot the scene where his face melts off and they had to cut it out because it was so horrific because this yes and they have the makeup artist in the making of documentary on the dvd and she explains what they did and how they made it like melt away and they're just like it was terrifying there isn't a chance in fucking hell we were gonna air that on tv so what did they do like they just cut away no idea wow fade to black and then you just hear yeah. the voice thank you but even the animation's like a little the animation intense. was was crazy yeah that and then also uh like the commander dude getting stabbed in the back by the abbot like like just on screen murder Seems crazy for Doctor Who. Was there anybody who didn't call that? The second he added him the sword, everybody oh, in sure. my room was like, that he's going to stab him. He's going to stab him I in the back. I thought he was going to get, like, mind-fucked, and then it was going to be both of them against everybody, but he just stabbed him. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is, this is a pretty good episode, or story. I want more Yeti. More Yeti? Yeah, I like the Yeti. I want to see the scene where they tear apart the uh, the Buddha statue because I could hear how much it's made out of foam. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the one guy who just stood there and watched it, like, oh, no. <laughs> Stop it. Don't fall on me. No. Ah. 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 Okay. Ah. Speaking of that, Victoria drinking poison. Dude, I was just thinking, like, Victoria... In this story, I felt like had had an arc. Like she was growing and becoming self-sufficient. Yay. That was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I was just listening to a podcast on the way here where they're like, everyone shits on Victoria, but she actually is like good in this story. Yeah, she was very good. Like she she had agency and like tricked the dudes and like got out of confinement multiple times mm -hmm. because people Who? just like directed her to scream when you drink poison. Well, well, we don't know what it really looked like. It could have been so different. Then yeah. make it judge her different. <laughs> she she does got pipes. I'll give you that. I'm she... not upset at Victoria. I am upset about the fact that we're still like, oh, Victoria, you're a weak little girl. You can't do things. And like, but she's busting out. Yeah, like yeah. She, yeah. they locked she's like, her in a jail cell. And she's purpose. very much like, yeah, screw you. And like fights back, but like that whole like theme and vibe is ridiculous. Even before that, at the beginning, Jamie wanted to stay in the TARDIS and wait for the doctor. She's like, No, there's a bear. Let's go find it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just like ready to go. But then, like, immediately after she broke out of jail, she went and got like 
mind fucked <laughs> by the thing. Yeah. But she was uh, the first one yeah. to break into the the masters like uh quarters or whatever the hell yeah. is called. Yeah. She's like, she, I'm gonna find out what's going on. She just happens to not be, you know, a time lord, so she can be easily hypnotized. But then further growth, she was trained how to like say the mantra like later mm-hmm. and like she kills it. it. Oh god. But she just kind of stands there. He still has Jamie do all the work. But she but she's still like do going through the thing so she doesn't like get taken over. Oh yeah. The only issue I had with her this whole story is that she is wearing trousers. She's wearing pants. <laughs> she like not is, in the first episode. She's a Victorian uh girl who's kind of a part of the aristocracy. She hasn't worn pants in her fucking life. And she's just yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to put this like super awesome outfit together. Well, in the first episode, she's wearing the shortest animated skirt I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And that though the reason they're wearing those outfits in the animation, they aren't wearing those in the real episode, is because those are the outfits they wear in an upcoming episode. But, we have two companions that are from the past. And, you know, Jamie just kind of does a lot of kind of sloughing off the fact that he's from the past. Like, he gets away with it because he's kind of just like the the fighting brute. And he, he rallies a bunch of the monk fighters to get the Yeti and all that. He doesn't, he kind of lets a lot of like the technology stuff just kind of roll off of him. He doesn't like freak out like, what the fuck is that? This is incredible. Which one would be doing. He is more bloodthirsty than Ian. Oh, 100%. But he's also not like, like doing the controls of the tar- on the TARDIS where Victoria, who's from Victorian England, is just like working the scanner to see the doctor and just like, oh, I'm just like going to put together this like super awesome outfit out of clothes here because I'm just, I'm just part of the 20th century now. Seems far-fetched. That's my only problem with Victoria. Otherwise, I think she's great. I have a problem also with the doctor not using his companions. Like, does that... I don't know. I think we've seen this doctor, like, work with his companions. But it seems like throughout this story, he was just like, I'm doing my thing. Like, I'm I'm taking care of this on my own. I mean, it starts right from the beginning where he leaves the TARDIS and he's like, I'll go take care of this. You stay here. Well, it depends on what the story requires. Like in Evil of the Daleks, he's apart from Jamie the whole time because they're experimenting on Jamie. The first two episodes of Evil of the Daleks, he it's just him and Jamie, so obviously they have to work together. In this one, Jamie needs to be off with the other people because they need to be doing things apart from what the doctor... Like the doctor just kind of understands what's happening but needs to like be investigating and that doesn't require more than one person. Yeah, it's always like these this team and the rest of the second Doctor era is always the best when it's the Doctor and Jamie together. And we'll get a lot of good Doctor and Jamie stuff, but this this story didn't have very much. Well, good. I'd like to see them work together a little more. But when they were together, there they did have their good comedy and like when they uh, doctor yes, was, this is what hip- I was gonna bring up. hypnotizing Victoria to put her back to sleep, and then Jamie <laughs> falls asleep too. It's like yeah. not you. <laughs> oh, I was gonna bring up when uh, in the in the live episode when um, Jamie starts coming up with a plan. He's like, "I've got a plan," and the doctor just grabs Victoria. He's like, "Let's get out of here." Jamie has a plan. Yeah, just, <laughs> just run away. <laughs> I did chuckle at that one. That was pretty good. Good stuff. So the dude who played Travers. Terry, what's the actor's name? It is Jack Watling. What's the name of the actress who plays Victoria? Deborah Watling. <gasps> it's oh. her dad. Oh, oh he I, smokes. I, I thought I thought it was creepier than that. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he he's a very well respected British actor at this time. He was a movie star. He was in films. And um she basically just handed him a script and said hey we've got a there's a part here you should do and he's like oh yeah i'll look at it and she's just like no you're gonna do it <laughs> and <laughs> you know spoiler alert the character comes back and he plays him again oh. and so 
because he's in X number of episodes and she was a companion for Y number of time, they get to do a bunch of conventions together through the years. And so there's a lot of footage of them together on panels at conventions. And it's really great. Nice. As, as we were talking about, like how animations take away, like the first episode, it like all that dude's face was, was just insane eyes. (laughs) And it really gave me like this weird feeling of this character's like, so this dude's just crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but then like yeah, second and, episode and the actor is actually like, has okay. like a really nice he's a really handsome guy like an older yeah. guy but like good good looking like just a big tall handsome dude and the, yeah the animation's really weird he was looking at the doctor through this window just watching him look out a window and he's like you're never gonna get out of there <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck dude get out of here <laughs> well i, I kind of like it because he's he's the foil for the first episode because we haven't been introduced to the plot yet so he's he's like hey you killed my friend hey you're a reporter trying to blow up my spot hey you're his and then he learns the truth he's like oh shit my bad (laughs) i I made wild assumptions for no fucking reason (laughs) i am on your side from here on out just took two other people not knowing about yetis like wait a minute you might not be (laughs) who i thought you were (laughs) in the making of documentary Fraser Hines is in it. They take him back to the shooting location. And Toby Haydoke is the narrator slash host of this making of. And they're walking around, looking at all the shooting locations and having some reminiscing. And they pull out some photos. And any time they show Deborah Watling, someone has to pause and go, God, she's beautiful. <laughs> Every <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> she is good looking. Yeah. And at, at one point they have like her much younger brother because both... uh Deborah and Jack Watling had passed by the time this DVD was being made. And so they have him on and he's they're showing him a bunch of photos and he's just like, oh man, look at them. They're so happy. And then he sees her's like, God, she's fucking beautiful. <laughs> like you just can't help it. How did the doctor retain his hand after it was smashed between an orb and a <laughs> yeti? Because God, that looked painful as all hell. <laughs> like, did they do magnet stuff? in there you think to keep the orbs in there like i I want to see how that scene was shot no that was that was full that had to have been full just him like pantomiming i have to believe it because he's so good i need to see that scene like is it just him holding the ball up with his hand at the yeti and he's like oh god this hurts so (laughs) much that it's just like him holding the ball he's so good see there's no way we missed a gem by losing yeah, these episodes. That would have been a cool scene. Not to continuously bring up the making of documentary, but <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a part where they're showing pictures of like school kids from around the area coming to watch them film. And they're they're talking, um, Fraser Hines and Toby Haydock are talking, they're like, Oh man, those kids must have been the talk of the school. And then it cuts to this woman sitting like out at location and it just says like Brenda and then under the talk of the school and she's <laughs> telling the story of going she's you know in her 50s now and but she's telling the story of being a seven-year-old and going to watch some shooting of Doctor Who and that's the scene she talked about seeing <laughs> was like and you know they let her like go up and like touch the Yeti and she's like it was scary but like it was kind of okay <laughs> she, but they talk about like all I remember is like this orb like going into its chest. <laughs> it was actually really fun. Nice. Now that's that would be a pretty cool experience, I think. Can't do that nowadays. You get tackled by like three super burly dudes in suits. <laughs> they still get big crowds when they shoot Doctor Who. Oh damn. They they're hammered into the screwdriver here pretty hard like i can just i can see the makings of the, the sonic, sonic screwdriver. screwdriver i thought that throughout and this i have been this for a while he keeps pulling too. that goddamn thing out <laughs> that's a screwdriver i know when it comes out and it's not like super far away <laughs> <laughs> ah and here's a device i hope it doesn't work on wood right out the gate i, I like is that a meme that pervades for 45 years <laughs> No, that's just a new who thing. Damn it. 
All Turns right. out the first prototype only works on wood, and then he upgrades <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> no, the first the first time we see it, it's literally used to unscrew a screw and then screw it back in. Oh my god! And then we don't see it for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that story. No. Yeah, you have. Yeah, was That's a good story. <laughs> Wait, we're not gonna bring it up. It's gonna be a surprise. Was the yeti that was trying to res- like get the orb back from inside the monastery? That they killed. I'll put that in quotes. Was that in episode two? That was not what? episode two. Yes, that was no, animated. Was live when they they attack the Yeti and they throw a net over it and just hit it with yeah. sticks. Yeah, oh, oh, that yeah, was that's, animated. That's episode two. No, that okay. was animated. No, no. The one in the cave. No, where the rocks. Where oh, they were going sorry. to the monastery. Oh. Like at the gate of the monastery when they. Yeah, that's live action. Yeah, that's okay. live action. I'm gonna have to fire up that DVD because I want to see that scene. When everybody's just stabbing this thing. Yeah. No, you're right. And so the, we are, the fight. We're now Jamie. firmly into base under siege monster of the week stories in Doctor Who. And the rest of this season, we get like multiple repeated monsters, um, monsters you guys will recognize. And they're kind of all the same. And there's a very specific reason for this. And that's international sales of TV shows are becoming wildly lucrative and super important. And so big shows at the time, like the Avengers and um, some others. <laughs> I, had, I had them in my head earlier. The Avengers? Um, uh, Batman? The Avengers with uh, Diana Rigg, like the color season of the Avengers. Every week is like the same story because that's how you sell syndication. You can sell these overseas and they can air them in any order and it's always the same. And so Doctor Who's kind of trying to do that because it's just so much money. And Doctor Who's still doing that today. Like the numbers, if you see Doctor Who's ratings in the UK are in the fucking tank, but they're but it's viewed in 90 countries around the world and they make so much money on international sales. You know, their, their biggest rated shows like, uh, like strictly come dancing or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, those don't sell overseas. Like we, we have our own show. We have a uh, celebrity dancing shows. Dancing with the stars. Yep. That's what's called. <laughs> that's it. And, the, and they don't do great here, but like, we're not buying, reality shows from other countries because we don't care about their stars we don't know who they are but doctor who still sells all over the world so it doesn't really matter what their ratings are in the uk i don't know if david Tennant was dancing i would probably buy that literally watching brazil's love at first sight (laughs) (laughs) i mean i watch the voice kids poland like all the time (laughs) but that's about it that seems so random they're just on YouTube a lot. <laughs> they they post their shit online. Trust the algorithm. Yeah, you're in the algorithm, Jake. Of oh, yeah. children singing in foreign languages. Those kids are so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure whatever the judges are saying is really helpful. <laughs> Come back when you're older, child. But part of the point to that was getting to the ratings, something I like to kind of keep track of. The end of Trout and Era... I mean, the end of the Hartnell era and the beginning of the Trout era were kind of hovering around that 8 million. That seems to be the base episode one of this. And we're coming right off a really big story, Tomb of the Cybermen. 6.3 million. Episode two, 6.0. Episode three, 7.1. So maybe there's just like a, or it was like a really nice couple of weeks. It was the end of September, maybe like the end of the summer going into the colder weather. So that everyone's going back in the house because now we're in October. Episode 4, also 7.1. Episode 5, 7.2. Episode 6, 7.4. So everything's looking pretty positive here. Wow. Get, getting into the winter months. Last episode was November 4th. I was going to say, it was definitely cold, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's no way. But we're, we're still hovering. I mean, the spoiler alert, the end of the Second Doctor's era doesn't go great. And it was kind of thought that the third doctor's first season would be the last season of doctor who and then it kind of turns around at that point and we'll we'll get more into that as it happens didn't the second doctor also turn it around in a way they found a way to keep the show going so because it was 
mildly successful. <laughs> the show still exists now, but it was going to be canceled what because are, of its ratings. What are we talking about in numbers? Here we're talking about like seven point something. What are we talking about at this? The third Doctor. So well, when third Doctor is when it picks up. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, I I won't remember this, Jake. I need to know. Well, I will talk about it every fucking week, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a goddamn podcast. <laughs> Another thing I like to look at is the changes that the animation makes versus what actually happened. One big thing, there's snow on the ground. There wasn't in the original. The monks look Asian. They did not in the original. In, and also in the original, they only had four Yeti costumes, so we only ever saw four at a time. Here we see quite a few... Uh, and the last one, Alex asked me about this earlier. In the cave, there's a little pyramid, and it has all these, like, tendrils of light going out and intertwining and, like, getting bigger and bigger. Uh, apparently, in the original, it was just kind of glowed. Oh, Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Ooh. What did this do? Did, <laughs> did this dude have, like, glowy eyes? Did they do that? Was that a thing? I don't know. Ah. Uh. That's the part of the animation I liked the most is what they did with him, uh, Padma Sandava, and like him being possessed versus him talking for himself. The evil voice. Yeah. So evil. That was fun. With the eyes too, like the glowy eyes. That yeah. was cool. Hey, we got a few more tweets. Do I do tweets? I do a tweet. Yeah. Okay. James at James Swift ninety five said. Damn, does this mean I actually have to watch this now? I've been putting it off. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> to which I replied, don't do I would it. not recommend it. <laughs> Listen to the Mary Do podcast about the episode and then move on with your life. Yeah, there's 60 seconds that tell everything. What James responded with when I said I wouldn't recommend it was, this is what I was thinking when I started it, when it first came out last year, and was like, nah, I'll wait for Mary Do to review it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Um, speaking of James, we got James Courtney, Mr. J. Courtney, who says, I love this story. A creepy, suspenseful horror. James must have watched the reconstructions and not the animation. <laughs> God, do I have to watch the reconstructions? I Go think, back and do six episodes? I think you do. Uh... If they found this one and we got to watch like the proper story, I bet it's a fucking banger. Probably. Yeah. If you take out episodes three and four. Even with those. Hashtag should have been a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we got 20 years before we get to the next two-parter. <laughs> Janelle Hobbs at J. Christine H. says, I've been so excited for you all to reach this one. Oh, man, we've disappointed Janelle so badly. <laughs> I can't wait to hear if the Marys remember the great intelligence. You brought it up. or We haven't released that podcast yet. <laughs> you brought it up last week, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Um, and I love if how so, Jake just starts a <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just saying that you did remember. Like I, did, I, I yeah. said, like, hey, we have an old enemy coming back, and you're like, great intelligence. <laughs> just no, first I'm, guess. No, that was definitely Alex. No, that was you. It was not. We'll find out one day. It wasn't me. As soon as I keep, or as soon as I stop losing audio for, anyway. I can't wait to hear if the Marys remember the Great Intelligence, and if so, how they react to their first appearance, and what they think of the robot Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Yeti. No, it is now forever and always Yeti. Uh, the original Snowmen Foot Soldiers, and then in parentheses, I love them. I feel it's a generally good story, but it falls to the middle of the pack as far as the season is concerned due to some upcoming serials. Best moment of the serial is the Jamie has an idea bit in episode two. Never fails to make me laugh. We did talk about that. I hate that we don't get to see the it's too quiet scene in episode four. I would have loved to see Troughton's acting there. As much as Troughton is great at playing a silly clown of a character, it really is those quieter moments of contemplation where he shines the most. As with the Celestial Toymaker, which we did not watch, I love the hints at a previous encounter with the Great Intelligence, and it brings the Doctor's manipulative side to the fore again. It's so hard to tell what he's really thinking or what he knows half the time. Really adds to the mystery of his character. We also continue to see how the Doctor is more protective of Victoria than he has been with other companions, wanting her to stay in the TARDIS while he scouts first. 
We also continue to see Victoria's mix of curiosity and bravery. Sure, she gets scared, but who wouldn't? Also, as an aside, I have not seen the animation, so this is all based off of Reconstructions. Hey, Janelle, keep that streak alive. <laughs> Don't bother with the animation. <laughs> Those are our tweets. Yay, I'm tweets. happy that people do love this. I, I 100% believe if, if this existed, we would love it. I Reconstructions are hard for me. Uh, maybe it's something I should get into. The, my first Doctor Who watch through, I did just do the audios for some first Doctor stories, and they were fine. Maybe I maybe I should just do the audio for this one. Yeah, let's do that someday so I can watch it with my eyes closed. You already do. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but I feel guilty when I do it now. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Terry. Yes. Uh, you want to say some stuff? Uh, no, I think we kind of covered all the good points. He'll oh, wait shit. until we shut up. Nope, we'll wait. He'll wait why till do we... we have you here? Yeah, he'll down. wait till we stop, and then he'll say, why didn't we talk about this, or this, and also this, and then I'll just log off and go to bed. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the only thing I could really talk about would be anything in episode two because of the live action, which, because I didn't watch the reconstruction stuff either. Um, I mean, we can talk about the, the monastery and how, like, you've got the monks and then you've got the soldiers that also live there. And there's so many red herrings of like, you've got, what was it? No, Songston was Abbot, uh, Chris Song, who was the head guard and was just like, swear to God, he was supposed to be the bad guy from the start. It's like, oh, here comes like the inner struggle thing of like. Oh, I'm going to overthrow the abbot and I'll be the bad guy. Blah, blah, blah. Then like Him halfway through. Him and his through, shitty mustache. Yeah. And then he turns out to be, oh, I was wrong. I'm on your side now. And it's like, okay. And then you got uh, Sapan, the guy with the glasses, who's suddenly like, get Victoria. She's running around. And then like he gets smashed by a statue. And it's like, okay. Our, oh, like, I'm these sorry. Guys... I didn't know we were doing America's favorite, the podcast favorite uh, segment again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long has it been? I fell asleep 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you asked me. You asked me. But there were just a lot of, uh, I kind of appreciated him, but I hated him at the same time. I was just like, oh, I hate this guy. Oh, he's, just, he's on our side or he just died. Like, okay, we don't have to deal with them. And then you finally get to the big bad of the great intelligence and it's like oh he's the one screwing with everyone now it makes sense so so you just like really good character like character development and the way they're written because yeah same thing with travers too it's like wow this guy is such a douche and then it turns out like oh i was wrong i'm on your side it's just like he's very quickly like I will fucking die for you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, Travis, was... will you go up to that cave where you don't remember what happened and it was like really traumatic? He's like, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do this. That was very odd and kind of off-putting of Travers. Also, did Travers was he staying with the monks? Like, did he have a residency there? He was camping outside. Like, he knows the monks. They allow him to be in there area but he's hunting yeti he's trying to find a yeti yeti yeah i understand that but like just the monks being like super chill with him being around and like taking his word over other white people that they've met randomly i'm sure there was a substantial contribution to the temple oh money talks (laughs) yes same same way Whitey does anything in the world. <laughs> Preach. Fuck. Hey, Terry. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I also loved in the beginning when <laughs> Jamie, like, pulls the bagpipes out of that box. Like, you've got these? I'm like, please don't play them, Jamie. Please don't play them. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. He found a sword well, instead. Doctor even says something like, yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't find those. <laughs> you guys remember when Terry had nothing? I do. It was 75 minutes ago. I miss those days. (laughs) Terry, who's your MVP? I'm going to go with Deborah Watling. Cody? I'm going to go with 
A Doctor Who, Mr. Patrick Troughton. Me too, Sam. Um, I forgot this part was coming. Jill. <laughs> I'm going with Victoria. Who has a name? Deborah, Deborah Watling. Okay, I thought so, but it wasn't wasn't hundred percent. We talked about that approximately twenty minutes ago, so I can't remember. Alex, I'm gonna go with the uh, possessed corpse guy. Cause oh, Padma Sabava. That's what I was gonna pick too. Actually, it was really yeah. He was really creepy and like did it really well. It was great. Did a moment. Terry will tell you who that actor is. Wolf Morris. Ah, that's right. Wow, that does not sound. <laughs> I was have to go with the set all. designer. They they talk about him a lot on the making of, because these the like the temple set is incredible. We only get to see a little bit of it in the the episode that we have. But there's a lot of like pictures and stuff of of the sets, and they're just really elaborate and really good. And in the world's smallest studio, and they they the work that the BBC always manages it does when manages to do. When it comes to like historicals and you know period pieces, they're all they're always incredible. But this one really looks great. And maybe Terry's going to tell us who the production designer was. I was unable to find that information because I wanted to find out who designed the Eddies, and I couldn't find it. Well, I don't know if that'd be production design or costume design. Again, I couldn't even find costume design. So, like production team wise, I have nothing. What the fuck is the point of you? I don't know. Ooh. You'll cut me out anyway. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Costumes was Martin Bow. Designer is Malcolm Middleton. Suck it, Terry. Took me four seconds. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what are you looking at? Ooh. Get sucked. Ooh. The internet. <laughs> oh, I mean, I am too. Oh, did you just write it on your hand and hope it would show up? <laughs> Does a blood sacrifice give me the names? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh my god. I just got an advertisement and it, I thought it was Sam. It sounded exactly like her. <laughs> yes, I'm doing advertisements now. You fucking love Warhammer. <laughs> gotta, gotta be on that yes, grind, Warhammer. Bro. The, the game. There are now people setting off fireworks outside of my house, so we may hear some explosions. Oh. You can't. Do yeah, that. America. Hey guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, give me a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's gonna go One, and just two, tap three, <laughs> four. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going, Alex. I'm done. We're I can't at count eleven past now. Four. <laughs> that's all you got. The next story. For next time, it's six parts. <sighs> Jake. They're almost all six parts from fine. now on. Like for a really long time. It was fine. <laughs> Everything was fine. It's only like three hours, right? Episodes two and three are animated. One, four, five, and six exist. Oh. That's like more than half. Damn. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting some proper it's... live action stuff. Let's go. The animation on the DVD was released in 2013, so it can't be very good. Sweet. Well, it can't be worse than the <laughs> most recent one. I don't know if this is on BritBox or not. I'll look into it tomorrow, and if it's not, I'll buy some DVDs. <laughs> oh, poor Jake. But it is the first story of a monster that we know we've seen multiple times. The Ice Warriors. <laughs> the story is called The Ice Warriors. Yes. Hey. Sam is cheating. <laughs> did we talk about this last week? We did not. Oh, yeah. Did we? Oh, we for sure did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that really shat on my announcement, and we are going out with a whimper. Alex, do the song. <laughs> well, how about this? Jake is literally paid to hang out with his friends, and it makes me None chuckle. None of you are my friends. <laughs> Yeah, but we're not really friends. This is this is an occupational engagement only. Here's the only dumb dumbs oh, that shit. agreed to do this. Well, yeah, and there's no monetary gain. Yeah, so like, it's what a the huge monetary doing? loss. <laughs> Stop buying DVDs. Oh, and server space and equipment. 
Oh my god, the server space. I forget the website still exists. It's thriving. Alright. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ad space is what you're saying. Tell me more. Meredwho.com, baby. Yeah, that's it. That's what's good. <laughs> Do the song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on the Abominable Snowman. If you'd like to participate with us, you can do so on our Twitter, Married to Who Pod. You can visit our website, MarriedToWho.com, if you want to listen to more than the most recent 100 stories. I'm half of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for the Ice Warriors. Do 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 do